Hi everyone and welcome to the Mindweave podcast. This is episode 2 and I'm your host Sandeep Santosh. Today I'm joined by my guest Natasha who's currently working in different different projects in her life right now. One that she's a kindergarten teacher, two she's an author who's working towards publishing her first book. It gives me great pleasure to speak to someone and learn their journey. and understand their story and what is their process on the daily life it was a quite an bubbly conversation and she definitely mentioned that she would give us a sneak peek about her book if i was good on the show so yeah hope you enjoy the show thanks hey natasha how are you doing today i'm very good how are you i'm good i'm good how's your day been It's been amazing, tiring yeah. but amazing. Okay. Good to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming on to my podcast and I'm really happy that you have taken the time to come and be in this in this episode. Yeah. Uh just so who are you and what do you do? Okay, so first of all, my name is Natasha. Um I'm an Irish-born Indian. Oh, okay. Um so that means both of my parents are from India but I was just made in Ireland. So yeah. Um from there um I had my own business at the age of 16. Um uh yeah so very entrepreneurial family from there then um after 12 years of having that business um it caught on fire unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So during that time I kind of decided to leave home. Mm-hmm. Um and started fresh in Australia and so that's what it's been about seven and a half years since I've been in Australia and um yeah haven't looked back since and I'm happy very happy How was your whole how was your whole story like how did you end up moving to Australia and trying out like a completely different lifestyle from that what you were comfortable back in Ireland Yeah how yes. was that whole experience to you It's you know it's just like when you're so comfortable you've got routine Mm-hmm. You're so comfortable. Everything is really nice. Yeah. But the moment somebody pulls the carpet underneath you, your whole world is just shook. Okay. So, um it was very kind of like I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what to do because from working, when you have your own business, you work 7 days a week, mm-hmm. 24 hours. Um so I didn't I was a workaholic to be honest. I didn't have time or day, you know, and if I felt guilty for having spare time for myself or I didn't know how to use my time. So when the shop was gone, I didn't know what to do with myself. Um and then after a while, it was just like, you know, I have to go on a holiday, I need a break. Mhm. And originally I was only meant to come over here for like a few months as a backpacker and yeah, ended up kind of like I got reasons to stay here. loved it absolutely loved it so yes while it was something that kind of shook up my whole world i kind of tested my boundaries and i know what i'm okay with or what i can do and what i can't do do you know mm-hmm. um and i yeah that's why i haven't looked back since that's that's amazing i remember when even when i ended up meeting you for the first time we were in uni So oh, something to give you guys a background about uh me and Tash I have known her for good over 2 years or so and I met her during my whole journey of early childhood education that was something that I taken up on the side and Natasha was the first person that I saw in the class in the morning 
she came into the class and she was wondering, oh, where do I sit? And me and my other friend of mine, we just ended up waving our hands towards her. And from there on, we're here today. That was so funny. I was just fashionably late. I think it's an Irish thing. Fashionably late. And I didn't want to create such a commotion. And thank you very much for waving at me. <laughs> Because ever since then, like, you know, our friendship has been amazing. So thank you. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so, okay. I, okay. Now, just need to understand about this. Uh, basically, how is it like we all, we're Indians living around in different, different parts of the world. Yeah. Like for me, for my instance, I'm Indian, but in the end, I've lived most of my life in Dubai. Yeah. So we definitely have those different, different cultural differences that we have yes how is it living in Ireland how different was it as compared to like would you have any idea or it does yeah I mean it was good like I mean growing up Mm -hmm. at that time we were the only I would say different people okay do you know and I mean from where I'm from it's a place it's called Longford back in Ireland and so it's a place where everyone knows everyone and um, people were super sweet and they still are to this day sweet friendly everybody knew everybody everybody helped each other out Um, but when it came to the Asian community say in the likes of Ireland and the UK so what I would say about like that generation that came like my dad's time and before um, when they left their motherland they tried to bring their cultural views with them But at that time, like, while it's good to learn from your background, you know, where you're from and stuff like that, don't forget that your your kids are born in another country. So don't force them, you know, those views Mm -hmm. upon your children. And I was very blessed that my family, they're very liberated. Mm -hmm. um, And they've been well-traveled, so they've seen the world. They understand what's going on. Even one of my best friends, her dad, was like, you know, if you... If you left your own home country, you know, to go to another country, you need to adapt to their cultural norms because only that way mm-hmm. you will actually be okay in that country. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to force your views on your kids and stuff like that, it's just a messy situation. So it's not fair on them. It's not fair on everybody. So, yeah, I would say it was great growing up in Ireland. It yeah. is. Yeah. And having such liberated parents. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just other people you know being in a Indian I would say a South Asian society yeah society yeah. I yeah. mean they're gonna say anything you know yeah um, and then it's how you kind of you know kind of what would I say how you respond yeah and you just do your own thing and don't yeah. let them interfere there's too many people that will try to interfere in your own business you yeah. know yeah um, and I guess with the book um, I'm writing a book as well oh what's so, it it's called Breaking Barriers, An Irish Indian's Journey. So it speaks about this, um, about how people would like, I'm just going to put it out there, I'm about, what, 36 years old. Um, and I have literally broke most of the societal norms mm-hmm. and how I've done it and what has happened as a, as a result of it. And um, yeah, and it's just like, you know, it's interesting to see their views. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying their views are totally wrong. Mm-hmm. But what the book book will do, it'll question their views and their ideology, and it'll just show different perspectives. So that's what I hope to do, and highlighted it in this book. So it's called Breaking Barriers because they're trying to break the social norms that is, you know, fixed upon you as a person. Yeah. 
and yeah I don't know maybe I'm a rebel I don't know <laughs> so but it's good you know so what I think it is maybe I'm being biased I don't know <laughs> <laughs> how long did okay so how did you go about the whole creative process of thinking like you know I want to get a book out about my story so how did you end up reaching to that point okay so now I work in the childcare industry yep and that was actually accidental because I have never seen myself going through the childcare or education route mm. and this is coming from somebody that you know like my dad would say you know I couldn't sleep you know last night or you know having breakfast around the table family table and be like you know like last night I didn't get much sleep and I was that child that would you know put my hand uh, in my school bag mm. give him a book and I'm like you just read the first page dad you'll fall asleep no problem okay. so I was that child that had no care for education at all so for me to be become a you know a teacher that was a big kind of surprise like even to myself and to my family and to everybody that knows me so anyway with that we have to do observations and um not only that but in in the center where I work so we have to do like a, a weekly wrap up and um I remember the families used to say that you know we love your piece that you write in the weekly wrap up which is like a newsletter um so anyway that was fine and then I used to go out so the uber drivers used to drive me home and um with you know we just randomly chit chat and remember one day one guy he was like you need to write a, you need to write a book about this and I'm, i i was just like what what are you saying you know but yeah no he was like your experiences you can inspire people so please do something so i just took okay this all these people are telling me to write a book about my experiences and then you know all these families saying we love how you write so why not combine the two and I did that and um that's how I got breaking barriers so but on top of that I've done blogs as well and from there I got more support from everybody you know just continue writing we like the way you write so it gave me more of a motivation and encouraged me to finish and continue this project so yeah that's how it came about nice would, would I be able to get like a small sneak peek of a story maybe let's see how you go <laughs> <laughs> Uh okay so we've understood kind of your whole journey yeah. towards reaching your current goal what what exactly is your goal maybe this year for like 2021 definitely the last year we had like a really challenging situation for all of us we went through lockdowns we went through like multiple different scenarios yeah uh just what is your current goal what what are you looking towards now well well so not only do i hope to get this published. Yep. Um so hopefully the book the whole thing would be done. Um I'm going to continue to blog. But I have another blogging um project as well on the side. And let's see what happens this year. So I'm going to just try to, you know, combine everything like that and just make a crack at this whole writing thing and let's see where it leads to like um yeah, it's just it's exciting. It's really exciting. So But with the whole lockdown that we had, I I enjoyed the whole process. I know people are think I'm crazy, but for me it helped me to write breaking barriers. Um I was able to write blogs. I sat down in my room and I just wrote, wrote whatever was in my heart because for me I feel like it's therapeutic. So whatever you feel or whatever you're going through as a person when you write it down, 
it's like a big weight lifted off your shoulders. So um, yeah, I was happy. I was really happy. It was challenging, but um, and even like if, with the whole breaking barriers thing, you'll see the experiences. Like there's some good things. There's some challenging times, um, and I had quite a lot of those challenging times. So what did I decide to do is um, just use that and try to make it into a more positive thing. So either it would help people, and let's be honest, I'm from an entrepreneurial background, why not make money out of it? Not saying that I'm going to make a lot of money, but why not? So you, it's up to you as a person how you see your challenging times. Mm -hmm. You know, you can turn around and just make it into a positive thing, or you can just sit there and sulk and say, why me, why me? That's not an option. Too much energy has gone into that. So I'm more of a positive person, so I make it into something else. That is actually really uh, insightful because I think, like, personally, I've been that one of that person. Like, I had to actually rewire my brain to that, that kind of yeah. aspect as well. Because whenever I was faced with a problem, I would be like, oh, another one. Yeah. Come on, like, how bad can this day, been? day be? But, you know, I took time out of it. I spoke to different people and I kind of realized that if you flip a problem around, yeah. you will actually see the better part of things. Yeah. So if we constantly say that, oh, you know, I'm stressed because I have this problem with me. I have this challenge in life. But I personally feel that a lot of people forget to flip that around. Yeah. See the better part of it. Like, yeah. for instance, if your job's not going really well yeah hopefully it goes really amazing for you thank you for your yes. <laughs> i'm just saying in a general scenario, yeah yeah if yeah, your yeah. work doesn't go well but i think the other outlook towards it is basically flip around and see how much experience and knowledge you can get out of it a hundred percent a hundred percent and like i saying about the job scenario i must have tried about 20 different odd jobs since i've moved to australia so if you could imagine i had the one thing for 12 years so when I came here, I wanted to try everything. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, there were certain jobs I totally sucked at. I was fired um, or I just was like, okay, this is not for me. I ended up leaving. But after doing all those jobs, odd jobs, I would call them, it like I ended up learning different pieces of, you know, things from there and apply it at my current job that I do right now. So it's... It's not like time wasted or it's not like, you know, because some people be like, oh, my God, you just you worked as what? Oh, that's time wasted. Not really. I'm able to implement it in other aspects of my life, even if it's the job or it's just anything else. So, yeah, I think it just, you know, you learn as you go on. But and then sometimes I think what we don't realize, we focus too much on the door closing. What we don't realize at the time, maybe it's better that that door closed because there's a better door just waiting for us and we just have to open up that door. I think that's where people kind of, they don't understand that concept at all because if you look around how many people in the world are like that, like I've even seen it during the COVID times, a lot of negative people, but I mean, you can flip it over. It's just all how you train your mind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Any given situation. And once you start seeing the better things, in life or if you try to see the better things in your life you're you're just gonna have a happy like I'm not gonna say it's the oh, it's gonna be all happy and go lucky you're gonna see the positive in and everything your life will change for the better 
that's just my my thing <laughs> if, if you're comfortable because i think all of us once we all moved to australia we all definitely had to do a couple of odd jobs would you oh yeah yeah because i personally i think i'll i'll, I'll let you to speak about uh what would you happen to have any like key like odd jobs that you really enjoyed doing that was out of the blue or something that was completely out of the picture from because personally yeah. we always build images of ourselves saying that you know okay by 25 i need to be this by 30 i need to be this by 35 we need to do this yeah, but yeah. australia kicks you oh like, it kicks australia you hard. kicks you hard yeah, yeah. Oh, it does yeah. it does um i i went i did everything like i remember being excited to work in a pillow factory and my poor mom was in tears on the phone like you know oh my god you're working in a factory and it was just hilarious just her whole concept but it was something di- it was a different experience for me um and i enjoyed it because all i was doing was flipping you know like packing up the cushions and you know and it it was fun um but i think you know what no job is too small i have been like when i came to so i was in sydney and um sydney thought me so much i mean i it got to a stage where i was so naive but people were taking advantage tash um were stressed out because we can't pay our rent and you know being silly i went and i get the money because i can't see other people being stressed out now when i needed those money because i i got to a stage where jobs never paid me or oh no So I got to a stage where like um some jobs never paid. You you know then you would ask like hey you know I didn't get my wages what's going on come back tomorrow you we will sort it out. The next day I would go back the business is gone. So who do you speak to? You don't know your rights. Um totally new to the country. I mean I had English. Imagine if there's somebody that doesn't have English as their first language. So a lot of exploitation I think happens. people just go thinking Australia is a great country none of this stuff would happen it does do you know um so i went from there then i went back to talking to the people i borrowed money from like i i mean i gave money didn't borrow money and uh they pretended that they didn't know like what money you're talking about mm. so that broke my heart to be honest and um i'm like you know what it's okay you keep that money Um I just pretend I gave it to somebody that needed it more than me. Yeah. Um it got to a stage where I had nothing. I was starving myself. Um I was eating like you know those cone ice creams that you get at McDonald's and at yeah. that time they were only 30 cent. So that was my dinner. That was the only food I would have just one of them. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know something just happened where I just got these signs. and a, a really strong intuition like a gut feeling to instead of calling my whole Australian dream like the whole journey just ending the whole thing go to melbourne with nothing i came here and um no job no food no nothing and i remember just like praying like you know i got to a stage where i couldn't stress no more and i was like look god today you're going to see that i get a place a roof just basic necessities like a roof over my head some food you know on the table and somewhere to sleep and um on that day i actually did get a, a job after that the the owner was like i want you to get a, a house nearby 
I got that too. I got a food. I got some homemade food that night. And what topped it up, the God that I prayed to, he was in a house where nobody worshipped him. So these people were like, oh, what's your faith? So when I told them, they're like, oh, we have this, but we don't know what to do with it. Mm. So that freaked me out even more. It felt like I was meant to be there. So the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's how my whole like journey just started. I was literally rock bottom. Mm -hmm. So, and then slowly, you know, in the last seven and a half years or, you know, just made my way up. And it's a slow process. It doesn't happen overnight. You're going to be constantly kicked like to the ground but it's up to you as a person how how quick can you get up it's going to take time but you need to constantly keep yourself moving okay. do you know so yeah sorry <laughs> no that, that 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 was really nice like that it's it's i think every story is unique to themselves uh, like yeah i've it's it's really beautiful for a fact that you know the experiences that you've gone through yeah and for the person that you are right now you are so positive thank you <laughs> yeah, like if, even even if i end up messaging you saying i'm like oh you know dash you know this is happening you actually always have like a positive light towards it yes and that's what i completely adore about you thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> so from from your journey of coming to melbourne and trying out different different jobs then we also ended up doing the early childhood course last year yes how is it now like how are you enjoying i think I you're a kin- your kindergarten teacher, teacher. Right now. yeah that's right um i love it okay. i really love it like i mean kids kids are just amazing i mean they're so funny they're so straightforward yeah um and you know you're constantly learning with them no matter what age they are they they're going to constantly teach you things so when people say oh you're a teacher you should know everything not really you're always continuously learning it's like any job that you do you always learn about it it always changes right but childcare i love it i go every day just excited you know i can't wait to see them and um yeah it's just been a blessing it's and the, i think that's where i get my positive energy from um uh, because the kids and the family they they show so much love yeah. and respect Yep. Um yeah I love it. I just absolutely love it. Yep. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I'm very fortunate that I get up every day and do a job that I actually enjoy doing. Okay. Do you know how no matter how tough people think it is, it's not. Yeah. No, I I always found like kids when I was doing the whole internship period, I found kids they had like some untapped imagination potential. Ah, yeah. It's it's for a fact that once we turn adults, we have our imaginations, but we're so bogged down and worried about being, oh, what will others think? Is my idea viable? Is That's my right. process good? But with the kids it's so easy. Like it's just they make something out of their head and just point it out. They're like, "Oh, this is this and you're like, "Wow, okay." Yeah. <laughs> Everything to them is so straightforward. Exactly. Like yeah. very very straightforward. Um, you know, like why is this this way? But why would you do that? and they constantly question you and that it makes you think like even in the baby's room imagine they're only like a couple couple of months old and this is where i get my persistence from you know i saw one day one child and she was underneath the table and there was chairs like all in all like you know um it's a square table so in all sides and this girl crawled in but didn't know how to get back and so i kind of observed her cuz we're told we shouldn't like straight away jump in because we have to get the kids to kind of um learn how to solve their own problems even at that age. So I sat there observed her but I was close by and she did not give up. 
where and she tried and she tried and the thing is the moral of the story is she found her way and was able to crawl under there the whole time you know with ease mm. but the thing is that persistence at that age I mean how often do we give up on something it doesn't go the right way so we're like you know what chuck it let's just give up yeah. oh, we're so close there you know you're nearly there yeah. just keep on going at it so that's where I get my persistence from I guess it's a good thing or a bad thing I don't know but uh, yeah I see it as a good thing yeah they always say day one is always the hardest but if you push through day two and day three it gets easier right it gets right? easier because yeah. your initial uh, I would say initial anxiety nervousness of your first process yeah yeah because you're because we're human beings in the end the first thing that we do is always going to be anxious no one no one comes out like no one comes out like confident and perfect in the first go yeah yeah 100% um well you're doing such an amazing job like Thank being a you. kindergarten teacher how do you end up getting the time to work towards your book and work towards your blog and your other passions that you have alongside because so, yeah. yeah go on sorry yeah you were saying it's it's like it is challenging like not everyone does it like following their passion as well as the daily this thing how do you go about like how do you go about doing the whole process oh well okay i get up every morning usually every morning and i'll say every morning about 4am okay. 4am that's when my day starts now whether 4:30 i actually get out of bed which is a really bad habit don't snooze um but i get up about 4 and um my day will end about maybe by 10 o'clock um so in there there's like the managing my time so yes there's days where i had a long day it's exhausting but when you're passionate about doing your own hobbies or your you see a dream you'll make time do you know even if it i don't know it just happens you know and then i did like with this uni course you had to do it you had to juggle um and that's what i would do you know the whole day so you just know when to make time mm-hmm. um and yeah i i don't know it's just you have that energy that fire inside you i want to get this done it's not like it's a chore i have to get this done it's i want to get this done there has been days where i would have a writer's block nothing would come to me and then there's days where i would just get up and i be i could do an all nighter okay so that's what i did with my book so it was father's day mm-hmm. back in ireland mm-hmm. in my june and what a bigger gift to give my dad um that like with this book so i was like okay you know what i had it in me i'm very stubborn so i had it in me i was you know my creative juices were flowing so i sat down and i wrote and i wrote and i wrote i did a whole like an all nighter and then um text text my dad as like by the way i finished the book happy father's day so he read it and yeah and the rest is history so he gave me the green light he was happy with it and that's fine do you know so yeah you just have to have that energy like that fire inside you mm-hmm. you'll make time for it i think yeah well, i think i'm probably waiting for your book to come out now thank you <laughs> just just sooner yeah just i'm so excited i hope it just yeah yeah even i'm excited about it like you know so yeah but it, it it is like that it's just yeah it's really good like and i feel so much lighter writing about it as well mm-hmm. um and hopefully it's a book that can get people thinking or it could help somebody that's been in the same situation or even better if someone's thinking of you know moving abroad or studying abroad i think it's something that they need to know not everything 
is all going to be smooth sailing for you. But maybe that's just my journey, do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm just there to kind of help others, I guess. Yeah. That's how I look at it, like wanting to help others. I think that's how, would you say that that would be a resilience too? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I think it is, yeah. Okay, that's resilience. Uh, just wanted to know, uh, so what's your biggest failure and what have you learned from it? <laughs> There's too many to say. Um, <laughs> one that stood out. One that stood out like literally gave you that kind of that passion, I would say, like, to push ahead, I think. Hmm. I don't... Well, I can't pinpoint it. Okay. I can't pinpoint it. Um, biggest failure is... I mean, life is a learning lesson. It's a big lesson. Yeah. I mean, if you did not have your hardships and if you didn't have your challenges and everything was given to you on a silver platter, that's pretty boring. Uh, not only is it pretty boring you're not really excited about anything Mm -hmm. you don't value anything Mm -hmm. whereas if you constantly have failures and then once you achieve it the feeling that you get it's oh my god it's just unreal so for me I had failures in jobs I had failures in relationships I had failures with I don't know just like you know Sometimes you have to take that fall and just trust, trust it, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and see where that leads you. The book, like, you know, I was like constantly questioning myself. Am I able to do it? Am I not able to do it? Because in secondary school, my English teacher told me that my writing was pretty bad, right? And not to even think about writing anything. And I thought, okay, you know what? There goes that. Mm-hmm. So never listen to your secondary school teachers. If you want to do something and you're passionate about it, just go for it, you know, so, um, and that's what I did, and to kind of, even I would say the other failure would be like, listening to what society says, Okay. do you know, so don't let, no, don't let anybody kind of value, or put a value on you, don't seek for a value from others, you should know your worth, and if people say you can't do something, silently go and do it, Hmm. and then, just do what you do. You'll see it. Every day you're going to fail at something. Cooking, that's another failure of mine. <laughs> and, you know, moving to Australia, yeah. like, you know, mom is not going to be there, like, giving you your dinner and, oh, beta, what do you want? Or, hey, what do you want to eat this? Or, I have ironed this. I mean, doing laundry. Yeah. First time I did it, I mean, it was just horrendous. My clothes turned, I had a new wardrobe, but just changed colors, you know? cooking my god my fire alarm even like you know was kind of cheering me on i had a pressure cooker that exploded so i mean so cooking with a bang you know like so many failures with every aspect but learning to kind of not to stop and keep on going and then getting better at it practicing you'll be fine okay that's my yeah is that something that you'll say or tell that to your 18 year old self if you get to meet her back Yes. Okay. It's like, just keep on trying. And if you fail, so what? Keep on trying. Okay. Yeah. What are, you, what are your three most inspirational people that you look, for, look up to? Like, do you have anyone that absolutely benchmarks to where you want to be? Or is it something that you're going with the flow? Three. Oh. Instead of saying three, I'm going to say four. Go for it. Okay, so my family... So I've my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister. Each one of them 
are just inspiring for me. Um, my parents, they too left their home country for a better life. So, and they've also went through their hardships, which, you know, to, so that we could have a better life. Do you know what I mean? So for me, both my mom and dad, like, they're inspiring in every single way, um, how they treat people to being where they are, to come from nothing and to have everything. Um, so they're my benchmark. That's, I want to kind of strive to be like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but being parents and knowing they went through all this process, to letting their daughter go to do the same, when she could have easily had a comfortable life where she was, it was probably such a hard decision for them to make. But it was, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, and I'm thankful and I'm grateful yeah. for them to do that. Yeah. My siblings, I applaud them and I learn from them. My brother, he works around the clock so that his kids have a better life. But he's somebody I admire with time management, mm-hmm. with being, he's always ambitious. I love that about him. Always ambitious, makes time for the community, makes time for his family. He has so much on his plate. So, um, and I don't know if he knows, but I love him for that. And I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, I want to be a bit like him in that aspect. Yeah. My sister is the same. So she's always bending backwards for the people in her life, you know. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it, but you mm. should. Mm. And they give her, as long as you receive that same love back. But for her, she's taken so many decisions um, in her life that were very controversial. She stood her ground. She's still learning. And I, I love her for that. So for me, the only people I'm inspired by is my family. And I love them. And I've seen them doing what they've done. So, yeah. Something that really stuck out to me when, when you spoke about your whole family, I think I remember you telling me a long time back a story about how you surprised your mom. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. That was a very heartwarming story. And if you could share it, that would be, that would of be course. amazing. <laughs> so, um, as I said, I had many failures when I was in Australia. Um, it was very hard to kind of make ends meet to find like and then once I did and I was working full time I saved enough money to actually first of all buy a ticket Hmm. Um, and that cost a fortune in itself how old were you around that time? gosh how old was I? Um, if you don't mind me asking you that (laughs) should I ask you that that was about three years ago oh fair enough okay how old am I now? Okay, so 36, three years ago. That was 33 years old. <laughs> so from going to someone not having any money <laughs> at all <laughs> to saving for a ticket to go to Ireland, first of all, that was a big thing. I remember saving all my annual leave. <laughs> I told the guys at work I wanted, like, you know, to get six weeks. And at that time, I think the director was just trying to show her authority. And she... She turned around and she goes, I don't think, this is like, mind you, this is in August. And I asked for annual leave during Christmas Eve. So plenty of notice, right? Mm. So she was like, no, you know what, we're not going to approve it. And I remember me being me, didn't mean to be sassy or anything. 
turned around and I told her, I was like, I'm not looking for your permission. I'm telling you, I'm going. So um, she just turned around, you know, and she looked at me. She goes, I beg your pardon. I go, yeah, you can't stop me. It's my given right. Second of all, um, I go, I haven't seen my family. So no one's going to stop me from that. So she was just taken back by that. Um, and not only that, but then... Put your sleeves on. Oh, I did, but I jumped into the lift. As soon as those doors closed, I was like, oh, my God, I hope I have that job. <laughs> so, but because I stood up for myself, I ended up getting so much respect from her, which I don't understand, but that's what happened. So that totally backflipped, you know. Um, then from there, like, I worked 19 hours in the day because I, I could legally, I could do that. Um, that meant working in childcare, but then... After hours, I would do babysitting. So it got to a stage where I hardly saw the people I was living with, and they were kind of concerned. Um, But, like, the thing is, I needed to have a healthy bank balance before I would go home because I had to do Christmas shopping, right? It's always a daunting thing. The whole list doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, that's not healthy enough, you know? But it ended up... So if you can imagine, I had nothing. And every Christmas that goes by, I couldn't even afford to send anybody anything. Mm-hmm. So to make up for all of those Christmases that I was away, mm-hmm. um, I ended up buying like a whole load of gifts for my family. When I mean a lot of gifts, mm-hmm. the gifts alone nearly cost about, and I'm not, not, not being, oh, I have lots of money, but it cost about nearly five grand. Oh, wow. I was buying that much stuff that I wasn't even thinking twice I already made a list mm. now people that were with me did not understand how I was blowing money like and they could see how hard I was working mm-hmm. and I was like I'm I'm doing this both for them mm-hmm. and for myself do you know if I break it down how much I would have spent in all those years of not being at home it would have been in around the same right because mm. Christmas for us is it's like a big thing in my family do you know and when you work hard and you spend money and you know everyone's going to enjoy it, it's just a different feeling, right? Yeah. So what happened was I uh, went through the tax office. The only person I told was my sister. Ended up we were in Dubai. Flight was cancelled. Like, not cancelled, but it got delayed. Were you in my hometown? Did you go I did. around somewhere? Did I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't know. Were you in the airport? I was just staying in the airport. Oh. I didn't have to. Luckily, I didn't have to wait for too long. Okay. Um, my sister, I, I called Nikita. I was like, you know what? Um, I'm stuck here. She was like, what? So I had the whole thing of home alone, you know? I want to go home for Christmas. That scenario is playing in my mind because it's Christmas Eve and nobody wants to stay in an airport on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So eventually left Dubai, got home. By the time I got home, it was like 10.30 at night. And I looked down, I had no, like I had cankles. My foot was so swollen. Okay. There's little dimples, that's where my ankles were. Okay. Um, ended up, like I was so exhausted, but when I saw how all the other people were greeting their family members, I was like, come on, Tasha, you can do this. Go and hire a car. So I went, hired a car, drove home for Christmas, um, waited till everybody went to bed, went to sleep. My sister kind of let me in. She let me in, so wrapped up all the gifts and everything. That was fine. Had one hour of sleep, then jumped into a box. Jumped into a box. Um, from there, then what happened was my sister wrapped me up, was in the box for three hours, and uh, pierced holes in the box, and 
my sister got everybody, you know, to get ready quickly to come down to the house. And mom and dad were opening the the big box and out I jump in the Christmas jumper and everything. And the yell, my God, like it was just so funny. Um, but it was emotional for my family. Like my brother was speechless. My dad didn't, it didn't register what was going on. Um, and my mom just overwhelmed with happiness, kept on crying and stuff like that. It was just, it was beautiful. But then it was kind of, it was funny because she wouldn't let me go from her sights at all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was good. It was good. I didn't even tell my friends and then everyone would just start calling the house. Oh my God, are you home? So it was really good. Yeah. And that, that's how I went. I went home with a big bang, literally. That's, yeah. I think all of us are waiting for the whole COVID period to get over so that we can actually go back home and see my uh, Your family families and, and yeah. yeah. So what would you say to our listeners right now, like your closing kind of statement, like what would you ask them to strive towards? What would you ask them to aspire towards? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, um... I would, like, I don't know. There's so many different lessons I like to tell people. Yeah. Here's some pointers I'm going to tell you. You are a product of your environment. So make sure you've got people that inspire you around you, that they encourage you to kind of grow, um, and that just want the best for you. Um, I think that's really important, first of all. If you have any goals, go for it. Know that you are going to fall at some stage or another. But that's not the end all and be all. Keep on fighting. Keep on, you know, doing what you have to do to get where you need to get, do you know? Um, but do it in a way that you don't use others along the way. Do mm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, that's I, I see that quite a lot, which really, it, it just, yeah, it's just, just be humane. You know, I think that's a big thing that people need to know be humane but go and reach your goals but be 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 nice you don't know who you're gonna come across in that that step of life the person that you're probably talking really bad about is someone that you're gonna meet that's gonna help you to grow so just be mindful um yeah just i think yeah just be positive as well but realistic so there's it's it's a fine kind of um line. balance yeah line yeah um, but yeah, just and always think of like never give yourself what if moment. And I think that's what breaking barriers is going to teach everybody. Never like go for things. If what's the worst that could happen, it won't happen. Right. Yeah. But what if it does? You've already stopped it, you know, by not going for it. Yeah. And there's fun in that process. And when you're doing like when you're going through that process, learn how to enjoy it too. Don't. Don't just run after money, 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 money. Yeah. Learn to enjoy the process, the good and the bad, and you'll just be happy. Those, those are some really nice <laughs> points Thank for you. towards life. A bit all over the place, but hey, <laughs> it's what was coming in my mind. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, no, really just, just enjoy it. Like, I mean, recently I've been putting up... Do you know, and I was telling you this morning, I've been putting a post on, on Insta, like, you know, stories that I'm meeting different people, you know, and people are like, oh my God, you're enjoying life. Why would I not enjoy life? Life exactly. is for a living. So if yeah. you spent that day not enjoying your day or not thinking that it was productive or not being happy, 
then you've wasted your day. Yeah. And for me, it's, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't want to waste my day. So I try to find ways that I can be happy. I think everyone's fixated, fixated on social media right now. Like oh, constantly gosh, yeah. seeing stories of others like, oh, look at this person doing this. But I think in the end, if you're going to do things for yourself, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what others have to say. No, not exactly. at all. Yeah. Not at all. And that's <laughs> the thing. Like, I mean, even so I recently chose to move by myself. Yeah. Um, and that was a big thing I for me. I gotta give you a high five. Thank you. <laughs> Here you go. Everyone gets a high five too. So, for me, I remember actually, so the day that I, like, I moved, yeah. um, about a couple of weeks later, so it was the seven year mark since I've been in Melbourne. Yeah. And my parents, I, I did like, you know, you, you do a whole a show through. And uh, my mom got emotional. And I was like, what happened? She goes, I remember the day when you were in Melbourne and you said you had nothing from living on the streets. To live, to living in like in this, you know, in the city, in an apartment, by yourself, and paying for everything, by yourself is such an achievement. I'm like, yeah, I know it took me seven years, mind you, but I mean, it was a an achievement. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I think because I've been living with so many different people, you know, um, for the last God knows how many years. Because even in my student life back in Ireland and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, people are like, oh, you're going to be lonely. Well, if we have another lockdown, to be honest, I know it sounds really, really kind of, might be a bit shallow, but self-love is another thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I love my own company. I do live with a cat. She's a great entertainer. So Simba, I'm going to have to say something about Simba. No worries. She's no my little angel. Yep. So both of us, um, it's just so nice and so peaceful. Um, but at the same time, like we, that's where we can just let loose. Do you know? And I love other people, the other people that I've lived around, everybody. Not saying ill on with anybody, but it's nice to have your own space and know you have to be okay in your own company mm-hmm. because if you're not okay in your own company, how do you expect people to be okay with you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you can't stand your own company, there is something seriously wrong with you. But um, yeah, so learn to be in your own company and be okay and be confident like, you know, just be confident within yourself. I think people see that as a bad thing, mm-hmm. do you know? Um, and I see it as a good thing, do you know? Just love yourself, self-love. And that's the other thing that I was saying to another person. I'm sorry, guys, I'm just going to keep on talking here. But um, don't find your happiness with from, like from others or... Um, or like for material things or finding happiness in someone else like before finding it for yourself Herself, yeah I think you know what you need to find it from within mm-hmm. if you want to have those luxury items learn how to earn to get it for yourself why would you need it from other people if, if that's your thing material wealth is your thing okay that's you as a person go for it um, if you're looking for your happiness from your partner Big newsflash, they're not going to be there forever and ever and ever. Unfortunately, life will come in such a way that they, unfortunately, I'm saying this, they might pass away. So if they're gone, how are you going to keep yourself happy? You're going to go in a downward spiral. So you need to learn to find out what keeps you happy. And just just remember this, that everything and everybody else is just an additional kind of like cherry on the top of the cake, if you know what I mean. And that's exactly it. So for me to be by myself, I'm happy. I think uh, 
there was one TV show definitely to watch. It's called Afterlife. Since he spoke about this, oh okay, <laughs> check this out. It's really I have to, TV. yeah. Yeah, it's a really nice TV show. But apart from that, thank you for coming and giving all of your thoughts and thank you wisdom and uh, all of your journey and your story. I definitely learned something new about you today. And, <laughs> thank you very much. And it was really refreshing to have you on the show. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank, no, thank you so much for having this opportunity to talk about myself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my journey and to also plug about the book yeah. um, and like the blogs as well. It's, it's the same name. It's just Breaking Barriers mm-hmm. live. So, um, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you to all everybody that's listening to this. And uh, thank you so much for giving me time, time that you're not going to get back. So thank you very much. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's good. And thanks for having me. It's just, it's been great. No, thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun though. Thank you so much. No worries. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Natasha. I hope you enjoyed it the same way I enjoyed while recording it. Well, I definitely am looking forward to meet more guests on the show and explain their stories, the journey that they followed, and who they are today. Thanks. Thanks for listening.